Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. We are here to talk about Chrono Cross, specifically mm-hmm. the Radical Dreamers edition. Very excited for you. <laughs> remaster version. Why are you very excited for me? I just think it sounds like a weird JRPG, and I feel like the last few JRPGs oh, you've been playing, you've been like, they're mostly okay, and then you're like kind of like sort of trying to convince me this, but the, from what we talked about, it sounded like you were this, you were actually pretty excited about this one <laughs> i mean they're all good okay, okay. <laughs> all jrpgs uh, any, are good <laughs> for the most part there's, there's a couple bad ones but mm-hmm. so this is a remaster in the lightest sense of the word it is mm-hmm. the game from like 1990 something just yeah. put on switch there's not much else going on here you've got the normal square Click the stick to make the game go faster. Click the stick to make the um, to give yourself all infinite, basically battle points or whatever, so that you can win mm-hmm. through everything. You've got the skip random encounters, which it doesn't really have, but be able to run past the enemies on the map. So that's really the only new thing here. Um, it does have the text adventure. I did not do that just because I got like a half or maybe like fifteen minutes and it was like I'm good. So we're really just mm-hmm. talking about essentially what is Chrono Cross from like 1998. Yeah, that's basically this. It's just is it not even. Is it not even though like like I mean like with the Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy VII remasters, they at least like they I mean they look they looked better and stuff. But like I've heard this one like kind of still runs like crap too. It's like really strange. Uh, it has a couple of funky points, but they did okay. they did do some like updates to it. I'm I'm being very probably disingenuous. There is definitely some like HD models and scaling and stuff gotcha. like that going okay. on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's not like mind-blowing when you see this it's like uh yeah i'm pretty sure this isn't what it would look like on playstation one but i could see i couldn't yeah so this is a weird ass game in a lot of ways Mm. um it ditches a lot of things that normal jrpgs have from this time period if you're just kind of in the final fantasy 7 8 9 and that is your jrpg point of reference from Mm. the playstation era this ditches a lot of things it very much feels like square was like you know what? Just try some shit and see how it goes. <laughs> because a lot of things that they do here are very unique, and it's kind of like swinging for the fences. Some things work, some things don't. Um, to start with, kind of the thing that I think really works well is it has a very interesting battle system. Mm-hmm. It is turn-based battles with about 800 different menus and gauges and everything else going on that works really well. Um, okay. So your characters have stamina, Right, mm-hmm. which is basically you get um, seven points of stamina. And then as you use that, you can go negative if you do like a big attack. But as you use that, you use that to attack and build up things. You have no traditional MP. So when you oh, start weird. a battle, you start with seven stamina, zero MP. Your mm-hmm. MP only goes up to, I don't remember where you start at, but by the end of the game, you can get up to level eight. But mm-hmm. every time you land an attack, you get... It's called a, well, what's it called? It's basically an MP point, mm-hmm. but you get one. So one attack will do like a little bit of damage, give you one MP and use one stamina. It's very hard to explain. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying. But like to me, to me, that tells me that every single battle I play is going to start with my, whatever, my whole party just doing their first attack. Like that you never yep. have a. Okay. But then like, it seems like you could even say the second one would almost be the exact, like every. So (laughs) again, it's very, it's very interesting. So when you go to make an attack, you don't just do an attack. You have three levels in attack. You have a light attack, a medium attack and a heavy attack. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Your light attack takes one stamina and gives you one magic point. Okay. 
your heavy your middle does two your heavy does three so essentially what you normally do is you normally try and do like uh i normally ended up going because i got my hit points up where i would go like for my first round you would go two two three would be your first round so you build mm-hmm. magic for your character's first turn that normally got them pretty full up because that gets you to seven if all those attack lands if the attack misses oh, okay. you get no magic point you just wasted your stamina you don't gain your magic points oh that's seven across the whole party that's not per person no per per character Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> this is fun, right? <laughs> no, it's cool. It's very cool. It's one of those things where, like, I, I did like the first initial. Battle. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, yeah. And then two hours, I'm like, "Okay, no, this is fun. This is unique. This is interesting." But what that means is that your characters then, like, I you kind of have to have a balance of attack and everything else because everything's then percentage based. So, like, if you're mm-hmm. swinging and missing all the time, that's doing nothing. So. There are some characters where it's like you just go one 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 because really you're just trying to get them through that round to build up their magic points so that you can mm-hmm. use those on your next turn to do like a level seven attack. Mm-hmm. It's oh, okay. Vi- it's very interesting. Lots of strategy, and I think that's what kind of pulled me through this because um, we'll talk story maybe in a little bit. But the story never really grabbed me until closer to the end. Mm-hmm. But the battle system was just so much fun to play through. And as you're gaining, like okay, now I get six. And, ooh, and now I have a level seven magic attack. Ooh, and now I have a level eight and this character handles slightly different than this character. So there's, I never, I, it felt like it took me a good 10 hours out of my 20 ish that I played for, that I took me to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 10 just felt like I was really learning the intricacies of the battle system. And then there was like those five hours, like, okay, I got this now. This is fun. Like I'm understanding like the, the role of everything and how everything plays together. So, so it's not just unique for that era. It's just unique for JRPGs in general. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I think just, it, it didn't, didn't stick nothing came out of this i don't think this game had the, like like made that huge impact like some other jrpgs did so yeah. i think a lot of it just kind of got left there the cool thing about this and this like blew my mind the first time it happened is because those energy points never carry over those mp points they never carry over yeah at the end you get the option to heal your party so it just puts up a tagline it's like that gives you an option of like use remaining magic to heal party oh, with cool. magic elements or because your items also use those mp points use consumable magic to heal parties so consumable like, magic well, oh, like God. potions like potions this oh, is okay. what they sure, call sure, sure. Okay. Consumable. Items, they're called items. they're called element they're called elements in the game so elements oh, are okay. items and magic but yeah because the why magic would I just use you healing get, spells every time though like why wouldn't i just heal up with uh, because like if you if your character didn't end with energy or if oh, you don't you have gotcha, any gotcha gotcha you don't have it so like at points when you're going through these dungeons it almost is good to end with like a full magic gauge because yeah. then you're able to instant heal your whole party when you're done oh weird so there's that's lots of weird fun. little like yeah. intricate strategies that pop up in this because the battle system is just kind of all over but it and it gets to this weird point where like as you're going through and you're getting closer to a boss in a dungeon like the best strategy to heal your party is just to like go back and fight a weak enemy really quick build up your magic and then like okay and now we can go to the boss because oh, now cool. i have full yeah. health from that so lots of just weird little things going on in there um there's this wacky color system what works like your normal like um fire i or fire water the that's sure i i'm gonna be honest i still don't completely understand exactly how some of the color stuff works so we're just gonna leave that to the side for right now um but again it's just it's weird stuff the party doesn't level in like a normal way like you just have a Mm -hmm. generic party level and like randomly after certain numbers of battles and i never really figured out the exact system for this it'll just be like oh yeah like this character gained one hp this character gained one plus magic and it's just completely random 
as you're going through, there's no real way. So you for can any swap out to... party members as, as you need then, because the because like since nobody has a level, it's just they just go exactly whatever the oh that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun though, because I always hate I always hate the thing where you like invest in certain characters. You're like I don't even know if this guy is good, sort of thing. Yeah, so is it worth yeah. investing in this character or not? But so it does. So you could so you're more so it seems like you can swap characters out as needed or as much as you want. Yes. So that actually brings us to the next issue, um, to the issue that this game tries that uh, doesn't work well. So you get so many characters, you get dozens and dozens of characters. By the end, I, I don't remember, I feel like I was around 30 characters by the time I got there. But the issue that this creates is that you never feel that party bond that you do in a lot of other oh, games. Sure. Where, oh, yeah, these six people are really making it through these adventures. Because it's really just the couple people you've got with you at the time toss out a line here or two and that's it there's no character interaction there's no nothing outside of the three or four main characters Everybody but does that make sense just... in like the context of it is like you're collecting like because there's games like sudoku Suk suikoden where like you're yeah. collecting an army of 100 people so like does it make sense in the context you're collecting so many people or is it just kind of watered down like you're saying it just waters it down it, it's very watered down it very much just feels like a this this felt like a cool idea what if we had a jrpg with 100 available characters sure. and it's just like you know fine <laughs> i guess that's cool but it, yeah. it definitely does hit the story a little hard because you never get that big feeling of like this is a bond this is a group that has some bonds this is a group that has one central task it just becomes kind of like a oh yeah we tagged along because you helped me with my boat and now i'm here with oh you. and now Yay! i'm here yeah, yeah. <laughs> I serve no point past this point like one of the characters that I got early on, I just kind of got in the habit of using and had him pretty much spec'd out the way I wanted and just kind of kept him in the party and literally serves no purpose after like the first like two hours of the game. He's like, is completely irrelevant. There's like the no story relevance to that character anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess just, the question, because I, I play a little bit of Chrono Trigger, is that because you're, you're, you're swapping through like universes or time and then it's like you just leave their place and it's like, well, that's their story. And then they're kind of done. Because that's how Chrono Trigger was sort of set up um, where you go to like the past and then once the past was done, you'd pull this one character forward or you like went to the future and you pull this one character forward. Um, so is that why? No. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really has, it really feels like it has no justification outside of like, this is a cool idea. Mm -hmm. um, so the story, the way the story works is basically you wake up, you're on this, you're here, you're doing your normal thing. And then you end up transported to another world is just what it's called. You've got home mm -hmm. world and another world. And you travel between these two dimensions. The, di uh, the dimension you go to, you find out that your character died 10 years earlier. So oh, like cool. you randomly yeah. like stumble in this dimension, you go home and they're like, who the hell are you? You walk into your house. You're like, who the hell are these people in my house? You finally talk to somebody like, Oh, you're that dude. Like you died 10 years ago. Your grave's up there. Like, and they're like, well, well I, maybe I should go visit my yeah. grave. And that's kind of oh, like weird. where the story kicks Does off. anybody like know you from like, they're like, they're like, oh my God, it's you. You should be dead. No, because like you were, because you're like, you died when you were like a kid. Oh, so, like, oh of course. Because you <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, I would put my money on like 15 in this game. So like you sure. died when you were like five in the other world. So like, they're like you mentioned your name once or twice. Like, no, dude, like. Uh, what are you talking about? You died like 10 years ago. This is nonsense. What are you doing? So you're not like meeting your parents or something like that. And like, oh my God, our baby. No, like it's, it's very much disconnected from that. What the story really starts to get into is why did this happen? What is, what does this different dimensions actually mean for different things? How do I get back? Why does this dimension exist? All of those types of things. And actually you brought up Chrono Trigger. I've never played any of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. It's just one of those JRPGs. I just, never want to spend $200 at this point to get on DS and I don't yeah, like playing sure, games on my phone. Fair. So yeah, yeah. tough luck for me. But 
this is a very much a direct sequel to that game in a whole lot of ways that I learned about halfway through when it basically explained the plot of Chrono Trigger to me, like ending and all. So it's like, I could, yeah, I feel like I could probably give you a good story walkthrough for Chrono Trigger with how much this addresses that there are connections between the bosses with characters, with the way the world works, with how the world of Chrono Cross is developed from the world of Chrono Trigger. They all kind of blend together to make up what Chrono Cross is in the end. The ending gets really interesting with a lot of things and it makes me really wish I played Chrono Trigger because there's a lot question. (laughs) There's a lot where it's like, I feel like this is really cool. There was one piece where it's like, Oh yeah, this is the iconic blah, blah, blah that I won't say just for spoiler sake. And I'm like, okay, like did I miss something in the game? Like, I was like, Oh yeah, that's the central point of Chrono Trigger. That shows up in da 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 da. I'm like, oh, oh so actually, you know what it is? From... I actually think I know what you're talking about. It, yeah, I think I actually have an idea of what it might be. There's a, there's a thing so, that you keep going back to, kind of like a yeah. Yeah. So there's there, once you get to the, like that point in the story, it's like okay, so this is all just like Chrono Trigger two stuff, which yeah. I'm sure is really really cool. Felt really cool because it made me really interested in Chrono Trigger. So I feel like it's got to serve that game very well because it very much got me interested in that. But but did, um, as did, this, you just, did, did you just completely lose the plot then once that stuff started kicking in? No, there's there's lots of like exposition scenes where it's just like, let me explain to you sure. this, this, <laughs> and this. Like, yeah. there's one point where you just kind of you sit down and it kind of explains a couple things. The story it does get very sto- story heavy for the last, and I played everything on like the super speed, so this isn't gonna match up with like PlayStation One hours. But um, the last like four or five hours gets real like. Let me explain this to you. Let me tell you how this is working. Let me explain. Here's where this came from. Here's why this happened. Here's It's one of those games where the first probably three quarters, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm just going on an adventure. Nothing super serious. Nothing crazy. And then the last five hours, like, but the world's going to end now. <laughs> like, everything yeah. is the biggest deal ever. Because the first 15 hours is a lot of just like, oh, yeah, go check out this. Like, this guy could explain to you why you're here. Maybe this guy has an idea of what's going on. But... It does take some risks in there that are very interesting. There's one key scene where a major event happens to the main character that's really interesting and kind of really sets up kind of the antagonist for it. It's it's a very interesting game. It's a game that I can't decide if I really, really, really liked or if it was just really, really interesting. And it just it does so many things that other JRPGs of like the late 90s don't do that I think kind of deserves this spot to kind of come back and say like, Hey, look at this. We did something different. Like it may not have been appreciated at the time, but it is very cool. This sounds like when I play like a random itch game, like an itch diet dio game. I'm <laughs> like, I don't know if that was good, but that was just unique enough. That was just like a good, like, I don't know, just a weird yeah. thing to enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, cause I think that's kind of cool, especially cause you play so many JRPGs and like, you know, just to play something that's like totally different. Cause I feel like not, I'd say now there's like been trying to do like little twists here and there, but it feels like a lot of those like tenants are pretty set up now of like what's in a JRPG. And it's kind of fun to see when that kind of like shakes it up a bit. And one that's so old, that's like interesting. It's so old. It's kind of like, we're not doing that again. Yeah. And again, I don't, I mean, I was into a lot of JRPGs started getting in there around then and I just like never touched it. So it's one of those things where just, I think it just went under everybody's radar and everybody's like, Oh yeah, it's that Chrono Trigger game. That's not as good as Chrono Trigger. So (laughs) Yeah, but you enjoyed your time with it, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. If you are interested in JRPGs, like older ones especially, I think this does a lot of cool things. With the speed up button, you can get through it in about 20 hours. I think mm-hmm. if you look at like how long to beat, I think it says 35 to 40, but that speed up button gets you there in about 20, so sure. a little over, yeah. which is nice. So uh, very cool thing. If you're interested in these, I definitely think it's a good take on them to try and check something like this out. But we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming and subscribe to us wherever you're listening.
Bye.